0: Welcome to the Miskatonic Playhouse. I'm T.A. Newman, and I'll be your host and Keeper. Tonight, we welcome you to Cult and Culpability, the matinee performance in celebration of Regency Cthulhu, Chaosium's new historical setting for the seventh edition of Call of Cthulhu. In a moment, we'll join the Priddo family on the cusp of New Year's Eve and the dawn of the Regency era. But first a reminder that Chaosium's tabletop role-playing game, Call of Cthulhu, contains mature themes including cosmic horror, character death and loss of sanity. And now it's time to pull back the curtain and roll the dice. Welcome to Cult and Culpability, a Regency Call of Cthulhu mystery. We begin on the 31st of December, 1810, in Shepford Manor, Hampshire. The Priddo family are preparing. It is New Year's Eve, and they are planning to have a wonderful party. Adam Priddo, who is the head, uh, the figurehead of the Priddo family here in Hampshire, is making his rounds around the manor. He's seeing to servants, he's seeing to footmen, he's seeing to those coming in from the community, whether they're bringing flowers and dressing and decorating, whether they're bringing uh, food, wine. We have our own uh, kitchen staff preparing, but we also have a few members of the Priddo House and even a couple of guests. Thomas Pridow. You find yourself sitting in your father's study. He has asked you to sit there. He's not there, but he's asked you to sit there. He has told you he wants to speak to you, and he said so in a very stern voice, a voice you know from childhood, a voice that tells you you are in trouble. You're sitting in his study. Can I ask what you might be doing or thinking
1: thomas is wandering around the sitting in the uh, in the chair in the study having a little uh, look at the spines of the books on the on the shelves i think thomas has sat in the study enough times in trouble that thomas probably knows the titles of these books off by heart there's voltaire there's hugh de Brass, Sometimes the books are in other orders, and it depends on what sort of mood father's been in as to what sort of book he's been reading. Has he been reading Greek, tra- uh, Greek tragedies, Greek classics? He's probably in a more forgiving mood than if he's been reading the Romans. Um, so I think Thomas is having a, a little bit of a, a look at the, the shelves while subconsciously trying not to think about what father has found out that he's done this time.
0: Okay, I'm going to ask for, this is our first role. I'm going to ask you for a role. I'd like a spot hidden, please. Oh, fantastic.
1: That is a 76, which is a failure.
0: (laughs) Okay. You have your eyes closed. No, Uh, you uh, look around your father's office. It's It's the worry. It's the panic. It's the, you know, when your father brings you into his study, it's because you have done wrong and you bloody know it. That's when you're in the study. Otherwise, he'd just speak to you in the, the lounge or the gardens or or elsewhere, possibly even your room. But being called to his study, you know you have done wrong. You see on his desk are two books. One you know, one you don't. The one you know is Homer's The Odyssey, which tells you how this conversation is going to go. Absolutely. The other, well, at first you just you look at it, and it's got the look of a Bible. But you failed your roll. You look back at it, and for a second, you see that same presentation of a Bible, the same thin pages, the same leather backing, but it looks a little off, the, 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 it doesn't say um, the Lord's Holy Bible, it doesn't have any particular language on it that you're used to seeing, but at that moment the door opens and the silhouette standing in the door is your father. Now he is accompanied by the priddos footman, Isaac Chambers, Some of the family call him Isaac, some of the family call him Chambers, but he is standing uh, about a foot behind your father. Your father walks in, stands there and looks at you. Thomas. Oh, God, Thomas. (sighs) Isaac, if you wouldn't mind just waiting outside and giving me a moment with my son. Of course, yeah. Thomas, sit down. And then the door closes behind. Isaac, we're just going to pop to you for a second outside of the study. What is it that Isaac in this situation, you know, you're the lord of the house, the person in the family that you are most affiliated with, most most kind of uh, um, in tune with, is clearly about to have words with his son what is
2: isaac uh thinking or feeling in this moment um i think isaac would be st- stood outside within earshot of everything that's happened but um as thomas alluded to I, it's not the first time that he would have heard this if anything i think that that I, I, isaac knows exactly how this is going to go um he, he's heard this conversation over and over to an extent because he has the utmost respect for Adam Prideau. He kind of, he'll side with him and kind of roll his eyes at the idea of whatever he hears Thomas has done anyway. You'll know, kind of like tut along as he's outside. But just wait, wait until Adam's back out, until he's, uh, Mr. Prideau tells him what to do next.
0: And Isaac is very much so loyal in that respect, but you do also see um, a number of uh, resident staff, resident servants within the house, employed servants within the house, up and down the corridor, doing bits and bobs, running here, taking this there, food and flour down here, wine and this there, flowers up here. You see a dress being whipped up the stairs, up into the 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 the, the, the nether regions of the ladies' quarters, of where you might very gently tread if you needed someone's attention. You also know that in a room not too far are some guests. The guests have been brought into one of the living rooms. One of the, it's, it's, it's probably, it's the, it's the more showy of the, the lounges. Um, so you can see the door. It's about 15 foot just down the corridor. And there's a big archway leading into there. It's actually, um, there's, there's no doors. It's just a larger archway that leads into there. And you know that um, some, some of the fathers, uh, Adam Prideau's family, have been brought there But back in the study. Thomas, you are, I'm assuming, sitting down. Absolutely. There's no way that I'm standing in the presence of my father
1: once he has commanded me to to sit down. It's not worth my salt.
0: He walks from the door to behind the desk. There is the desk between you and he. His hands slam down onto the desk. And he just looks at you. He looks and takes a big breath in. Thomas. What is it that you understand about reputation? Enlighten me, Thomas.
1: Father, I have plenty of of means to get that money back. If, if, if I'd only been able to play a few more hands, I, I, I'm sure I would have...
0: I said, tell me what you understand by the word reputation.
1: Not putting the family into disrepute, father. And what have you done, Thomas? Put the family into disrepute, father.
0: And kind of leans back on his desk and he's kind of, he's puffed up. Not in an, not, I mean, he is angry. You can see, you can sense. But there's also something else going on in his mind. You can see him look away. You can see his eyes dart around. They dart to the desk. They dart back to you. He picks up a couple of books off his desk and he goes and puts them back on the shelves. Hmm. I need you, Thomas, for God's sake, boy, I, 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 I need you to be better, I need you to be better than this. You can't go dilly-dallying about town, taking our name to every bloody gambling den, throwing down your allowance as if you're the bloody man of the house, and then coming back here, swanning around as if you had done nothing bloody wrong. There will be a time, boy, when you are the head of this family. There will be a time, boy, when you need to be a man. Do you understand me?
1: Yes, father, but I must protest, I feel that you're you're being extremely harsh on me. Surely you were you were young and extravagant when you were my age?
0: Young and extravagant didn't play a part in my youth, Thomas. And this debt you promised to pay back, well, you needn't bother. It's already paid on your behalf. An embarrassment and a slur on this family is not something we can endure. <sighs> Stay here. Don't mingle. The guests aren't arrived yet, and I have more to say to you. Do you understand me, Thomas? Thomas pauses
1: looks down at his feet looks back at the shelves looks squarely into father's eyes
0: yes sir i'm gonna ask you to give me another roll i like i think we're gonna get roll heavy in this session i think i'm gonna propose a series of rolls to people i think i'd like uh thomas at this moment with your father with recognizing how furious he is but there's something else going wrong uh, going on possibly going wrong who knows i think i'd like you to give me a psychology roll please a massive 10 in psychology let's see how thomas does
1: that is an 81 a failure
0: <laughs> you do not see beyond his uh his his fury his his parental disappointment his 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 he wants he wants you to be better and he said so and i'm afraid that's all i can give you at the moment okay fine he opens the door he steps out whoosh, the door slams behind him isaac adam priddo Lord of the Manor is standing next to you. He looks at you, he wipes his brow, pushes his hair back. Uh,
2: Isaac, I apologise. So, no need to apologise, sir.
0: Thank you for seeing Morton and paying Thomas's debt. There are things going on that Thomas isn't aware of, and he's too young, too carefree to shoulder that responsibility. And if I were to to, to, to just let him willy-nilly behave the way he is... His sister? Our name? This house? I needn't explain to you, Isaac. You, You understand all too well um isaac I, I, I must see my brother um would you please do check on the the, the staff but do the rounds tonight has to be perfect new year's eve here at shepford manor is going to be a celebration but not many forget before next christmas Let's make it happy, let's make it positive, let's make it something everybody enjoys. Please, uh, make sure everything's in place. Uh, If you can, um, my daughter, she isn't one for the social necessities of these kinds of parties, but
2: please let her know I'm coming up to speak to her. Of course, I'll check on everyone. I'll make sure everything's perfect. I'll go up to Anastasia and make sure she's aware you're on your way.
0: Okay, so um, on your way up to Anastasia, uh, you probably pass a number of different serving staff, lots of people going in different directions. Uh, You walk out into the main hall um and Shepford Manor, is a you know it's, it's a big manor it's not by any means the most extravagant it is not by any means uh the most kind of positively angelic over established you know almost royalty it's not that but it's a nice manor it's it's a really lovely house with grounds and multiple rooms and serving areas and staff quarters and lounges and 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 it is a a A wonderful place to bring people to celebrate the new year in the ballroom that you have Isaac you leave Adam you leave Thomas in the study you go out into the main hall you see these staff up and down left and right carrying different things you head up uh, and there's two ways up the staircase you head up one of the main uh, staircases Um, you go up onto the first floor you take a left then another left and three doors down you know that is anastasia's room it is next to charlotte Lambert's room uh, of which you know um adams asked you to check on anastasia you're outside the door what do you do
2: um isaac simply just gently knocks on the door uh miss prudeau miss prudeau
3: how um soon are the festivities starting would anastasia be in preparation or is it too early to start Mm. getting dress and makeup and
0: okay you are i would say at about one o'clock in the afternoon one o'clock in the afternoon
3: there's a lot of time still Mm
0: there is the, the the a ball typically starts at around seven o'clock that seems to be the fashionable time to invite people round to say this is the evening's entertainment mm-hmm. um you might have some of the local lower kind of Elements of society that have been invited, they might arrive a bit early. So you might expect people from six o'clock onwards because they want to be there to see some of the higher echelons of society, those few members of the ton that might be arriving, uh, actually arrive. They want to see them arrive. Um, so, yeah, you've got a few hours. So tell me, what are you doing before Isaac comes and knocks at your door, before uh, your father's right hand man comes and knocks at the door? What are you doing?
3: Um,. I'll say Anastasia is probably having her afternoon nap. Um, she doesn't always sleep during her afternoon nap, but because it's uh, bound to be a long night, she has decided to actually.
0: Um... I was so hoping someone was going to say this. But so, thank you. That's all I'm going to say. You're
3: very welcome.
0: Anastasia, thank you. <laughs> Could I ask you? to roll me a d10
3: okay (laughs) why not i rolled a three
0: a three okay your afternoon nap leads you to this wonderful dream it's a dream that you have had on occasion but this afternoon slumber, this little daydream you're having, slightly different. You remember as a child a um, a place that you used to go with your father, or a place that you'd been with your father. Um, the seaside, the coast. You know the sand, the sea. Um, a few um, um, treats and sweets, maybe on the seafront and in this dream you're dreaming yourself as an eight-year-old girl you're wearing an eight-year-old version of the dress you will be wearing tonight just describe for me the the color perhaps uh, or anything significant about the dress you're going to wear to new year's eve this evening
3: Anastasia doesn't like vibrant colours very much. Uh, One of the reasons she has been having a lot of trouble attracting uh, the attention of any suitors, she likes to stick to either white or other pale grey, pale blue colours, so I'll say that tonight she'll be wearing white.
0: White. So you are wearing an eight-year-old sized dress of this white dress that you're going to be wearing this evening a dress that protects you from those suitors but also fills you with you it's a dress that you've had tailored to you the eight-year-old you is wearing that dress bare feet poking out walking on the sand and there's something joyous about your eight-year-old self Stepping in the sand, hearing it crunching between your toes, the heel of your foot, leaving the impression on the sand before you make your next imprint in the sand. The tide washing in and washing over your feet. Filling your footprints full of water. The tide pulling out and those footprints beginning to disappear. As if they were never there. The tide rolls in again. This time it's higher halfway up your calf but you haven't moved the tide rolled back out you see something as you look out to the ocean confused about this tide rolling in and out even this eight-year-old self can sense that something is wrong here can you give me a power roll please Anastasia
3: I'd be delighted There's a 15 out of Ooh. 65, which is a hard success, very close to extreme.
0: Okay, okay, some good maths there. Um, we uh, looking out over the sea. You see on the horizon as the tide washes in again. It's cold on your legs, but it's refreshing, it's comforting, it's warm. It's almost up to your knee this time, and it washes back out. The horizon. There's a red glimmer, almost like a a blink of red in the distance. And then the waves roll in again, this time up to your waist, and it knocks you, and you have to hold yourself in the water, almost brace yourself. Your dress now is 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 sopping wet up to the up to the waist. The water rolls out ask what you do in this moment?
3: I think she's going to try and run or swim away towards the shore probably.
0: Further up into land?
3: Yeah if she can.
0: As you begin to move away from the ocean and begin to move up the beach You see the next wave coming in and it washes in it doesn't matter how far you get it reaches you this time it washes in and it's just above your belly button it washes back out all this time you can see the red light the red light out on the horizon of the sea and it glimmers it almost reflects through the water almost as if it's shimmering through the water the waves wash out you run up the beach you finally make it up onto the promenade and the waves wash again over your head, over the promenade, over the shops, the houses, the buildings. The water has washed about 30, 40, 50 feet above your head but you stand there under the water, calm as you like, able to see, able to breathe. Give me another power roll please.
3: This is actually very similar to real nightmares I have, so thank you. <laughs> Excellent.
0: <laughs> Glad I could help.
3: That is fifty-four out of sixty-five. Still a success, but
0: still a success, but only just. If only the keeper here could use luck to make that success a failure. That's a, that's a that's a that's a new kind of function I think that we should introduce <laughs> into Call of Cthulhu. Okay. So the waves are where the the water is way above your head. You're standing on the on the ground, on the shore, on the sand. You can feel the wet sand beneath your feet, but you are surrounded by water. Your arms are just gliding next to you. Your white New Year's dress is just floating next to you in the water. The light that's radiating through the water. Pulses. Once twice and then on the third pulse you hear a scream and it's that scream a horrific blood-curdling ear-piercing scream that just wakes you up and it's in that moment that you hear isaac chambers knocking on the door
3: uh, uh, hello? Uh, who is this? It's Peru. Uh, yes? Uh, you Mr. Okay? Chambers?
0: Yes. Yeah. Isaac, I'm just going to give you a little something. And I'm also going to give um, Charlotte Lambert a little something. Charlotte, where are you at this moment? Are you in your rooms? Are you elsewhere in the house?
4: Charlotte is in her room and she's just taken delivery of the dress that we saw being brought up from the kitchen where it's been steamed and ironed. Uh, This is the white dress, which Anastasia is going to be wearing tonight. And uh, she's kind of looking at it critically and she's got a very long piece of lace in her hands and she's kind of holding it up to the neckline. And then she decides, no, Anastasia really loves to dance. I'm going to put this lace around the hem. Let's show off (laughs) those. Let's be slightly scandalous and show off those ankles a little bit because she's determined that Anastasia (laughs) is going to make a good match and uh, she wants Anastasia to, you know, make the best of her natural gifts. And so she uh, takes the dress down and puts it across her lap and starts very small, neat stitches and whip stitching the lace around the hem.
0: Charlotte, I'm going to ask you to give me a listen roll, please.
4: Okay. What do I have for listen?
0: Hopefully something incredibly low.
4: (laughs) Only 20, I'm afraid. So let's see. Uh, No, that is a miserable failure of 70.
0: Okay. You don't necessarily hear. I'll tell you what you do here is you actually hear Anastasia. You hear a little stifled scream next door. You are used to Anastasia having poor nights sleep. You are used to Anastasia having, I would say, nightmares, but they're more incredibly vivid dreams. But what you don't hear is Isaac Chambers knocking on the door. So... Charlotte, I'm going to ask you to tell me what it is that you're doing and then that's going to happen as Isaac is knocking on the door and and making himself aware to Anastasia. So what is it that you would be doing in this moment? You've got the dress, you're changing the hem, you've heard a little stifled scream from Anastasia next door. What do you do?
4: As soon as she hears the scream, I think she'll look up and just sort of stand up and go and stand by the wall and just call Anastasia. Anastasia, are you all right?
3: Charlotte are don't, you, don't worry
4: I'm I'm coming
3: okay you, you do know that when you speak through the wall it confuses me so it's do please come in <laughs>
4: <laughs> so she and goes out of her room and <laughs> goes out of the hall
0: I, I like this Isaac can you give me with, with your bad hearing can you give me a listen roll please yes I want to see if something happens here
2: I got a fall.
0: Oh, you're ruining my plans. <laughs> uh, my intention was to have Anastasia say to Charlotte, "Do come in," and then you walk into the lady's bedroom. But <laughs> with your with your four uh, and your appropriate, um, social standing, uh, you understand that she's talking, you can hear with that epic. You've almost got your, your, your hearing trumpet out and you hear at that moment, you hear that Charlotte is, is talking through the wall. So Isaac, Charlotte's talking through the wall. Uh, my dear, my dear, are you okay? Anastasia is, is, uh, telling her to come through. Um, Isaac, you're banging on the door saying, um, events are in full
2: flow, please. Isaac. Um, Miss Perdoe, is everything okay?
3: Oh, uh, uh, I suppose so. Uh, You may come in if you like. I'm just... uh,
2: It's okay. I I don't need to come in. I'm pretty sure that it's Charlotte in there with you.
0: At which point Charlotte leaves her room and she's now in the corridor with Isaac um, walking towards your door, Anastasia. Oh, right. (laughs) You don't see her. Good afternoon.
2: Um, hi, Charlotte. Can we help you? Um, do you mind just checking on, on Miss Um I just want to make sure she's okay um, uh, in, in preparing for everything this evening. Um, I think Mr Prudhoe will be up in a little while uh, to have a quick word and, and check in on her. And I just wanted her to know that that's what will be happening. If there's anything that she needs, obviously, just let us know. I'm sure that we can get of some of the staff on it.
4: Of course, uh, thank you for letting me know.
2: I'll leave her in your capable hands. Thank you very much. Very well, thank you, Mister Chambers. And I step out of the way to to let Charlotte in and make sure that I avert my eyes from the room itself,
0: <laughs> like any good servingman would uh, in the in the woman's in the in the ladies' wing. Um, so, as Charlotte, you're going into Anastasia's room. Um, one of the um, Lower, regular, um, but lower servants, Toby, um, kind of just, just runs up to you, uh, Isaac. Um, oh, Mr. Chambers, Mr. Chambers, um, a, a carriage has arrived for uh,
2: Mr. Priddo. Uh, a carriage for Mr. Prideau this time? Is it a guest Mr. arriving? No, sir. They said they have a message, sir. Okay, I'll, um, you run on down. Tell them I'll be there immediately. Yes, sir. And Toby scuttles away.
0: Um, just before we go to uh, Charlotte going into Anastasia's room, um, Reverend George Prido, you are in the uh in the lounge at the moment a very open white bright room there's a bit of blue on the walls there's a few bookcases there's a piano uh, there's some coffee tables you can see that some lovely cakes and, and and treats and uh teapots and things are all there ready to ready for, for for you but you're
5: also there with your wife and your son i believe that's right that's right maria will probably be sitting at the piano trying to work out some lovely piece of music to play later on in the evening Um, she got hold of a copy of a a new piece from uh, a composer the Reverend forgets his name but it's called Fair Elise, it's quite a new piece Mm -hmm. so she might try and play that this evening Um, Edward, the son is looking through the bookcase seeing what wonderful tomes Adam has and the Reverend is probably joining him trying to find his latest books because he seems to have a better book supplier than uh, George does. He's always slightly more jealous of his uh, brother's collection of books than than, uh, he has. So, yes, he is just enjoying the tomes in the uh, book and eyeing up the uh, desserts and the cakes and the tea and everything like that for later on and probably wishing time was passing a little more quickly than it actually is. Okay, so,
0: um... You're in the room, you're admiring your son, admiring those books and your wife playing this rather wonderful tune that you feel might become relatively popular in the future. Um, And it's your older brother, your oldest brother, oldest. uh, There's the three of you, um, Adam being the oldest, you being the youngest. Um, But it is uh, Adam who pops into the room oh, george um yeah. ah, maria edward edward i i apologies apologies um i was just dealing with something it is wonderful to see you all just so
5: wonderful man it's wonderful to see you too brother yeah and we can't 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 begin to thank you so much for the invitation we wondered if we were going to get one from, from father but uh, of course not you know he must be very busy at the moment so uh, we, we were at a bit of a loss so we are entirely grateful for you to bring us to your lovely lovely house and lovely gardens your lovely lovely library uh, no no you're very welcome you're very
0: welcome I, I i very much wanted you here and and maria and and, and edward um, um edward have you um a, George, does your son take after your uh, fanciful stargazing? Is that something he's rather into, like you always were?
5: I'm pleased to report he's a little bit of us both. So uh, he has the curiosity of my wife and the scientific founding of his father. Then, Edward, I
0: imagine, and George, this would take your fancy. Adam walks up to the bookcase and uh, he takes a second just kind of going through and then he just picks one up brings one over I'm afraid I'm not quite sure how to say his name Danish fellow um Tycho Bray uh Tycho Bray um he is quite wonderful I really really would like you to, to to have a look um but he was referenced here by and I know George you're gonna know this name here Kepler
5: oh my word
0: I know I know Um, something I've been holding on to, hoping very much that we'd be able to sit around and have this conversation. Um, But Johans de Kepler, very, uh, I have to say, some of it goes a little bit above my head, a little bit mathematical, but nonetheless, a very interesting read.
5: As I say, no, no, no. See, he's, uh, he's, I, I, I will put him as probably one of the most foremost, well, astronomers and all kinds of uh, things. I mean, what, what is the, uh, the context of, of his publication?
0: Well, um, the reason I wanted to show you the book... Can you open open the book? George, uh, see who who was a gift from?
5: Oh, okay. Here we go. Open it, open it up. He's... He looks at twice is it is, is, really, is that really that squiggle there is a squiggle
0: edward i will tell you george will know that is a squiggle there from your prime minister spencer percival goodness yeah a present to us the prudhoe family so i thought very much george that you and yours should be able to see it it was a gift uh uh, uh i was i was um at parliament not too long and for not too big a thing just uh more of a general you know, convivial invitation but um i very much thought it was something that you should see
5: right you're right. a part of
0: this family and the gift that's given to me should be given to you
5: thank you so much brother that, that is truly truly appreciated i i i mean this 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 must mean mean so much to you it's it's really rather rather grand
0: you know George, it does mean a lot to me, but I think it means more to you. I'd like you to keep it.
5: Oh, I, I,
0: I, I couldn't possibly. No, 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 no. Not,
5: not at all. Don't no, Take take it home with
0: me. I insist. Don't take it home. Don't borrow it. Don't lend it. Don't nothing. It's, it's yours. And when you're through, you'll give it to Edward. When Edward's through, Edward will give it to his son or third son whoever's more interested in astronomy (laughs) but uh, it should stay in the family
5: understood understood well that's that's jolly kind of you old chap I I feel I feel at a a loss not to be able to return the gift to you your
0: presence here for New Year's Eve here here at Shepford Manor
5: at this Prudhoe House not not the other Prudhoe House George Understood, understood. And it's at that uh, point where George will reach forward his hand to his brother, but also this statesman, this head of the household, and he'll just shake his hand in that way that means so much to both of them, Mm. from when they were in the orchard stealing apples to when he shook his hand as he went into university, uh, when he shook his hand at the birth of Edward, and he shook his hand at the birth of Thomas and Anastasia. It's that brotherly bond that not many people would understand just by looking at it.
0: And as you shake his hand, there is that moment. There's also a pause, a momentary pause. And he just looks at you dead in the eye. And you can... you can give me a roll in a second he says have you heard
5: from philip george is slightly saddened and um he's unwilling to but he does because this is his brother usually he would probably make something up To other people in society about how well his brother is and how wonderful he is to all his family. But because this is his brother, he really is just a bit, a little bit sad, but also he appreciates the current company and just simply says, no, no, same as last Christmas, I'm afraid, brother. Yes. Same here. Same
0: here. (laughs) Um... Well, I, I can only apologize. I have one or two things to, to deal with before tonight's party, but my word, what a party we're going to have. Maria, I hope you are saving me a dance. Um, very much with your husband and father and my children all together. Um, it's going to be quite the wonderful affair. It really is. We've got some wonderful people coming. Um, and as you say, uh, with, with some of our newer friends in society, this could be a very important evening for us. It's important that it all goes well and that you're here, brother. George, it just
5: it just opens my heart. George ponders that for a moment and takes that in for a moment because he knows one of George's reasons for living is to make people happy and to just hear those words from his brother makes him feel happy as well and he smiles and looks across at uh, Maria and Edward and he, he holds on to that book. That, Adam As happy
0: did. as you are, I'd like you to make a psychology roll for me, please.
5: Here we go, right. Let's see what we can do. Oh, that is a 19 out of 30. Wow, okay.
0: You're about to become a little less happy. Um, you see in your brother, he is just overwhelmed at having you here that, that, that you are here your wife Maria is here Edward's here it is a joy and you can see that he really means that and giving you this book not just this book um, um, by Kepler that that he knows that you will love but a book signed by the prime minister who you, you know uh, um, and very much values him believes in his kind of mission within this country and 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 what he's design, you know what his grand designs are you can see in Adam that there is a sadness there is a sadness that is retained in his eye from the moment he asks you about his brother your brother their brother Philip the middle son there was a glimmer of hope when he asked you have you heard from him so disappointed that Adam hasn't heard from him but just in case has George the third son heard from him but the fact that you haven't just resonates with Adam's sadness and you see that he masks it in the well. We'll have an amazing party. We'll dance. Your wife will dance. My children will dance. Edward will dance. We'll all dance together, and we'll you know we'll lead this 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 New Year's Eve ball, you know, by the horns. It'll be amazing. You can see even within that talk, there's a sadness. There's a, there's a there's an emptiness there. There's a hole that's not been filled. And with that, Adam excuses himself. G- George please uh edward please look at whatever books you will um uh, maria please that sounds like a wonderful tune you are playing there and i i think that that's going to be pretty catchy i think if you play it tonight a few people will take notes um george excuse me i've just got a few things to tidy up Uh, i've just got to catch um thomas um
5: and then (laughs) we will well we'll celebrate the new year Sounds like a plan, brother. Well done. You, you you carry on. We'll be we'll be fine here, won't we? Everyone, won't we? Excellent. Okay. Well, Adam leaves
0: um, quite quickly, um, and he does head back towards his study. Just before we go back towards the study, um, Charlotte, you've got into Anastasia's room. What's happening with you, Charlotte, going into Anastasia's room?
4: Well, she just wants to find out if Anastasia's all right, because she heard her cry out. So uh, she will walk over to the bed and uh, just say, Anastasia, I I heard you. What What's happening? Oh, Did you Sh- have a bad dream, dear?
3: Charlotte, there was so much sand between my toes, and then the temperatures kept changing, and then it just got worse from there. I know, I know, dear.
4: And she'll just kind of pet her hair for a minute. Well, um, are you going to get up?
3: Well, I I can't see an alternative, so... probably. Do do I have to start getting ready yet?
4: Well, we've got a little bit of time. Uh, Shall I ring for some tea? Would that make you feel
3: better? Yes, some tea would... would be good. Uh, Perhaps you could tell me a story?
4: Ah, a story. Alright. Which one would you like to hear?
3: Mm. What is your repertoire? <laughs> <laughs> that
0: would have been amazing if you just. To, I'd like to hear this one, and then it was just it? Like, oh my god, okay.
4: I like the one with the tree. Hmm. <laughs> one with the tree, yes, all right. And um, she's she's going to tell her the uh, the Brothers Grimm story of the little goose girl who was uh, secretly a a princess and there was a wicked stepmother and she was forced into being a goose girl. And in the end, of course, the wicked stepmother dies horribly and Disney will never (laughs) make a film out of this one because the wicked stepmother, I think, or actually, no, I think it's a maid in the original story. But anyway, the villainess gets killed in a very gruesome, disgusting way. So uh, that's the story that she tells. Uh, And she rings for a pot of tea and hopes that Anastasia is feeling a little bit better.
3: Anastasia is suitably distracted. She enjoys uh, poking holes at the story and pointing out things <laughs> that don't quite make sense. Um, also, she she reckons that uh, living life as a goose doesn't sound that bad in the grand scheme of things, but okay. Um, <laughs> but she's suitably distracted from her dreams and uh, a bit more prepared to face the evening.
0: Charlotte, can I give you, can I not give you, can I ask from you, please, a folklore role, please, as you one of your can. regency skills, as one of your, you your newfound skills.
4: My newfound skills. And uh, that would be art, craft, folklore. I have 40 in that. Mm. And oh, no, it's 92. So clearly she's been thrown off by all the why, though?
0: Why, though? <laughs> well, you end up... Telling this story of this this uh, stepmother that you're not sure, yeah, you know, is it is actually a maid and she does this and the goose and the what? But you can't help but feel that as you're telling the story, there's elements that you're saying, but they're not a part of the original story. They're not a part of the Brothers Grimm story. You talk about a tree breaking and water gushing. From the branches washing over the land the salt water pouring out and killing all of the flowers and the grass surrounding the tree drying out the tree to the point where it cracks and breaks and falls there's a part of the story where the goose drinks the water and spits it back out the salt and you catch yourself telling these parts of the story And you stop and you shake it off and you carry on with the rest. But it's never happened to you before, Charlotte. You never Mm. told that story in that way before. It's momentarily haunting to you because this is something that you pride yourself on. Not just the collection and the writings of these stories, but the telling of these stories. And the fact that you were telling it in a way that, wow, just... That story doesn't go like that. I don't remember the tree breaking and the water gushing out. I don't remember the water washing over the goose and nearly drowning it. I don't remember the goose screaming. I don't remember the goose staring out into the distance. At red light. Because it makes no sense. It doesn't fit into the story. It doesn't fit into the moral. It doesn't fit into the the children's tale, as horrifying as it is.
3: Mm. Actually, now that I think of it, I don't feel better at all.
0: (laughs) 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 Isaac, you find yourself um at the front of the house at the main doors uh running round now you can see that there is uh out on the gravel uh courtyard uh you can see that there is a carriage and there is a gentleman standing beside the carriage, dressed, wrapped quite warmly. You know, it is cold. It is uh, December 31st. Uh, you, uh, the, the 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 individual is, is is quite thin, quite tall and wrapped and holding the coat tight, uh, wearing a riding tricorn hat down across the front of their head. Um, and they're, they're standing as a bit of a shadow, but you can see them standing there as you walk up to them.
2: Can I see into the carriage to see if there's any figures or like a group of people within it. You can give me a spot hidden roll, please, my man. Okay. Oh, that's a 66 out of 65. I might, I might just go ahead and spend the luck.
0: I think that's a wise move.
2: So to just uh, push it move. into a success.
0: Okay, please mark off a point of luck on your character sheet for oh. us, please. Um, okay, Isaac Chambers, as you walk up to the carriage and your you know your feet are making the 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 crunching sound on the gravel driveway um you obviously have this individual uh presumably the driver standing by the side of the carriage at the front um there are two horses uh black horses firstly you can tell that this is a relatively wealthy attire It's not a poor carriage. It's not a thrown together horse and cart. This is a very well gilded um, uh, carriage. You can see that it can carry a couple of people. You can see that it's got uh, stairs, a door, not that they're open, but you can see that there are stairs and door. You can see that there is finery. You can see that the horses have really lovely, really well cared for and you know this Isaac from your time uh in the war from your time as the uh the Prudhoe footman you can see that they've got really good leather wear. they're well cared for horses the carriage is, is you know it's obviously seen a carpenter or a number of carpenters in its time it's well used but it's well cared for you can see that there is an individual in the carriage a silhouette of an individual you can see there is the odd breath of smoke from the other side coming out of the other side of the carriage and with a one point of luck 65 out of 65 that's all i'm going to give you i'm afraid
2: that's fair that's fair um I go up to uh the driver and say sir um you've arrived much too early uh we weren't expecting anyone for for quite a few hours
0: do you see this this man uh step forward um and almost kind of nervously looking back to the carriage and then looking to you we're not here for the for the party sir we we're not here for your celebrations um and he kind of looks back at the carriage and looks back at you and you see another breath of smoke coming out the other the other side of the carriage, the other window, the open window, the open d- d- window within the door. But within your spot hidden, within your 65 out of 65, you can smell something. It's a, it's not any of the tobacconist smells that you would put your finger on. There's no herbalistic quality to this. There's nothing that you'd go, that's what it is. It's an unusual smell. It's almost a bit sour. Almost, you can't quite put your finger on it. With a sixty-five out of sixty-five, but you can sense that there is a sourness to the to the smell. And as the the, the gentleman, the driver, steps to you. Um, I've got a message uh, for your your master um, Lord Prudhoe um, but it's pretty important like from, from me to you the boss you need to get this to your man like
2: real quick right um, I take him for his word and uh, take the message from him don't say anything just swiftly walk away
0: and he's he's literally handed you this um, this folded piece of paper it's been folded two or three times over and you can see that there is a a wax seal you can see the wax seal is the familiar
2: Prido shield so the, the seal is the priddo seal on the message
0: it's the shield that is
2: your house is your is your lord's house. Okay, so I'm, I'm going back, I notice the seal, I'm looking a little bit confused at this point, um, but I'm here to do my duty, so I swiftly go into um, the study uh, to find Mr. Prito and pass him the message
0: you catch you, as you're walking down the corridor you literally see uh, just ahead of you maybe you, know, you you're kind of you've just gone into the main hall uh you you take a left and you see um lord priddo uh the, the, the adam priddo you're your, your, the head of the house you see him going into the study uh into where thomas is just as you're kind of like marching after him so he's just gone into the study where you are um We're going to go to Thomas in the study, but in a minute, Isaac, I'm going to tell you that you arrive at the door, if that is what you intend to do. Yeah, that is. Thomas, your father comes in, steps in, closes the door behind him. I hope you've had a bloody good think.
1: I've been thinking about a lot of things, Father. I've been thinking that I'm... I'm 28. I can fight my own battles... I appreciate you paying off the debts that i owed but frankie father if i am to inherit your title one day surely you must allow me to take some agency and allow myself a chance to win back the money to pay off my own debts
0: you appreciate appreciate wonderful choice of words thomas you appreciate Me paying off your debts and saving this family's name. I appreciate that you appreciate that, Thomas. Very good. Very good, son. Do you know, there will be a day, Thomas, when I am not here to save this family's name. You will have to stand up, Thomas. There will be a day that you will have to stand up and you will remember this conversation. You will remember... And it's that moment, Isaac, that you reach the door and you hear raised voices in the room. But you've been told about this message, Isaac. What do you do? I,
2: um, I just open the door without uh, without knocking. Um, I open the door um, and immediately apologise. I'm so sorry, sir, uh, to interrupt. Um, this is very urgent. And I just hold up the the letter or the, the the message. Uh, Adam will take
0: it from you. He'll look at it, crack the seal, open it up. And he reads. (sighs) Of course. Of course. And you can see that he he scrumples up the letter and stuffs it into his pocket. Thomas and Isaac, you have both seen Adam turn a shade paler upon reading this note. You see him take a big breath. And then he looks to you, Thomas. Thomas. I appreciate your situation and your desire to want to win back your fortune to pay off a fortune lost. We can't afford to be like everybody else, Thomas. We have to be better. Better. Do you understand me, boy? We are better. We're proudos. Not by chance. By behaviour by reputation, not just by name, not just by place in society. To be better, we have to be better. Promise me, Thomas. I promise you, Father. I will try to be better. Try. Yes, I suppose that's the the least I can ask of you to try very good very good thomas you must look after your sister she's very special very very special very important look after her above your desires above your wayward ways you look after your sister yes of course father i
1: always looked after anastasia
0: Yeah. Isaac Pack a bag. I'll be gone for two three days. Countryside. Boots, um and walking gear, etc. Um Pack me a bag, I'll meet you out at the front, Isaac. I'll be ready in a second, sir. Thomas go and see your uncle. He's in the lounge. Nothing about the debts. Just enjoy New Year's Eve. Of course, Father. And he leaves the study. Um, Anastasia, Charlotte, you are in your room. Or in Anastasia's room, should I say. You've told the story. You've talked about uh, the dress. What is it that you're doing now? Let's say an hour's passed.
4: I think we're finishing up the cup of tea, which I rang down to the kitchen for, and um, just talking about who's going to be at the ball tonight.
3: Uh, Charlotte's probably hinting at various suitors for Mm -hmm, her. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pointedly ignoring or misunderstanding her (laughs) the entire time.
0: Uh, As the latest misunderstanding goes um, directly past you, even though you probably catch it, you throw it away. (laughs) Um, There is a knock at the door, a very familiar knock. You know that knock. Anastasia, um, darling, may, may I come in?
3: Of course, Papa. Come on in.
0: Um, the door opens, half opens, Um, your father stands in the doorway. He's not really coming into the room. He's kind of standing just inside the door, allowing the door to give some sense of privacy to even your daughter's room. Um, But he is allowing that little sense of privacy uh, as much as he's actually standing there and talking to you as well. It's, it's, It's the right thing for a father to do. And he acknowledges Charlotte straight away. Um, Ms. Lambert? Everything <gasps> to your liking? You're enjoying your stay here?
4: Uh, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much. It's uh, been wonderful to catch up with my cousin and to be able to help chaperone her and, and guide her.
0: It is an absolute breath of air having you here, Ms. Lambert, and you are oh, thank you. very welcome. Very welcome.
4: Thank you so much. This
0: is your home.
3: I, I appreciate that.
4: No, Thank it, it, it,
0: you.
3: She knows the most grotesque stories, Father. You should listen to one of them sometimes.
0: Does she? Well, perhaps, Miss <laughs> Lambert, upon my return, you can entertain me with one of your grotesque stories. I, I, I think perhaps I would enjoy such a thing.
4: Well, I would be honoured to. And she gives a little smile.
0: Miss lambert uh, you're very welcome to stay but i would like a word with my daughter
4: of of course uh please
0: anastasia darling yes i've uh, i've come to wish you a happy new year's eve uh
3: happy new year's eve uh i thought that was reserved for later in the evening
0: Yeah, yeah. Anastasia, I apologise, but something has arisen which very much requires my attention, and you know, darling, you know I would not just leave by any mere whim. This is rather important. Thank you for joining us for Act One of Cult and Culpability. Remember to visit us at www.miskatonicplayhouse.com You can also visit the main stage of the Miskatonic Playhouse for other adventures from the Miskatonic Repository with links in the show notes below. Until next time, when the curtain rises again.